Welcome to the Focus Today podcast with Perry Atkinson. Okay, welcome back. And uh, how are you handling just the craziness of it all? You know, um, Governor Sarah Huckabee Sanders, when she gave the response to the uh, president's State of the Union address, uh, she was now known for the line that she had that between normal and crazy. And that seems to be where we are. Well, perfect timing for us to have back with us none other than our friend, our companion, our brother, a soldier, um, a one of a kind. Todd Friel's back with us, host of Wretched TV. His company and his ministry also produces Road Trip the Truth. Uh, biblical counseling, better known as transformation. Um, he's busy all over the place. And here he is today in the uh, Oregon casual mood. I, uh, I don't want to be a moth who just crumbles when somebody maybe says something offensive. But was that introduction about the world going crazy? And what better time to have Todd Friel? Any sort of a jab, Perry? Um. Well, let's see here. It was passive aggressive without the passive part, basically. Uh, there's an old common saying says, if the shoe fits, wear it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, you talk about the world going crazy. I'll tell you, Perry, every day we do an hour of radio. Every day we do a 30-minute TV show. So we, we assemble what we think is important for Christians to consider and be aware of. And I cannot, I, I know everybody has a news feed, but we, we're trying to find religious sources everywhere and all over the globe. And Perry, it is just an onslaught of what we have to identify as being biblical foolishness, darkened minds. I've been hearing a slogan lately that people are be, have been using about our current government leadership and uh, big corporations. They're calling it clown world. And while that descriptor, might be accurate. I, I don't know that that sort of a pejorative is all that helpful. I don't know that it's all that wise. And it's not biblical. It's bigger than clown world. We are dealing with a Romans one world where their mind, having rejected the most obvious things, suppressing the truth so that they can live unrighteously, we have got a world whose brains are on full display as being totally broken, completely darkened and we then need to ask if i've identified the problem of the culture biblically then what is the biblical solution and when you jump over to first corinthians 1 2 and 3 especially chapter 2 paul tells us that he didn't come to the corinthians they had broken brains too postmodernism worshiping deity all truth is valid truth immorality pagan all of it has been around the block more than one time and paul said i didn't come and reason with you. I didn't use logic. I didn't even use apologetics. I preach nothing but Christ and him crucified. Why? Because spiritual things are spiritually discerned and we cannot illuminate a darkened brain by trying to reason with them or make fun of them. We need to be preaching the gospel to this world. So let's identify what's happening. Perry, I, okay, you probably talked about Anheuser-Busch. Mm -hmm. loses $5 billion because there's a man who acts like no woman acts. I mean, it's such a caricature. It is so demeaning to women that that is how women are being portrayed. 
All right, story after story after story about the different sexuality, the gender stuff, and we could go bonkers if we're not crazy. Go, uh, if we're going to just keep studying all this craziness, let's identify what's happening so that we have a biblical response, which is sharing the gospel. Okay, so let me just dig a little bit deeper in all this. I think what adds to the frustration and, quite frankly, the anxiety of all of this is that even the church is divided as to what should be the simplicity of the gospel. Yeah, yeah. And, and it, so, if, you know, you can listen to the different programs and they'll say, well, they got it wrong, we got it right, or it should include that or shouldn't include this. And all of a sudden, the world's watching us. But the point being is, among just the, the family of believers, we're kind of going, whoa, what's going on here? We don't even seem to be agreeing on the essentials anymore. Well, and I would add to that, some of these churches, really large churches, Perry, I just saw the opening, the, the Easter service at a mega church. I, I, it, it was like a Rihanna concert. Uh, they were doing Lady Gaga songs. There were pyrotechnics. I thought Michael Jackson was going to reappear from the grave. It was, and there was all kinds of uh, gyrating going on. And the one leading this performance for Easter Sunday was a woman who was portraying the devil, who was going after the princess to put the princess on a cross. It, what? It was so dystopian. It was so un biblical, a Christian, and I, it is my experience, Perry, you talk to anybody who has gone to church for years and ask them the most basic question, what is the gospel? And you are almost certain to get the answer, I'm not sure. I was just in an Uber. A woman told me she, the driver had been going to church her entire life, and I said, well, then cool, you can tell me what the gospel is. And she said, I don't even know that I've ever even heard that word. What is it? What? You've been going to church your whole life and you haven't heard the gospel. I go to university campuses, Perry. The kids who go to church here in the Bible Belt, they don't know the gospel. We have got to get the essentials squared. We have got to remember law, gospel, repentance, and faith. Jesus, the God-man, dying for sinners. And that's the solution to the insanity we see in this world. If we can't get the gospel straight, the world is going to continue to grow increasingly crooked. Okay, because it's added to the anxiety. I mean, uh, you have people uh, who, who claim to be Christian and believers, you know, and God's the judge of their heart. But to your point, they, they don't even know the fundamentals of the faith. They think going to church and believing in God and praying to him and feeling good about it is enough. And, um, and yet they're falling apart. The culture is tearing them apart. Uh, we watched what happened there in Nashville, and the obvious question that always comes out of stuff like that is, why did God allow it? So there's, there's a feeling today is that God's way out there, and he's totally quiet. Yeah. Yeah, like, like he's watching Fox News waiting to discover what's going to happen, or he's standing by his 911 phone waiting for it to ring to inform him something bad has happened. The doctrine of sovereignty is so overlooked. Now, when you remember the doctrine of sovereignty, a key theological idea that really is so crucial for the Christian, simultaneously, you need to remember the love of God. Remember, John, he determined, I'm going to put an equal sign. God is, he used a B verb to say, God is what? Love. God is love. So we've got a sovereign God who is all-powerful. He's omnipotent. He's omniscient. He's omnipresent. 
and he loves, because if we don't remember that God is love and everything that he does for his children is loving, well, you're going to look at bad stuff and you're going to impugn God's character and integrity and pin him with evil. God uses sin sinlessly, but he's never the author of sin. And to the churches that go, hey, all this theological talk about depravity and using the word justification, hey, two second graders hear the word non-binary and nobody apologizes, non-binary. There's four syllables. We shouldn't be using that word. The world uses big words. The church should too. And start teaching theology, not so it's dead letter that remains merely inside of the head, but so that it makes its way to the heart because, Harry, it is getting dark out there. And if we don't start equipping the saints to understand the basics of the faith, the sovereignty of God, the love of God, you are going to see the same statistics for Christians as you do with the pagans, lonely, depressed, anxious, and suicidal. Okay. Um, l- let me start the question, and then we'll have to take a break somewhere in the middle of this. But uh, it comes down to uh, people wanting to know what truth is. It's pretty easy for you and I to talk about it. Mm-hmm. But the world is trying to define it on its terms. And somehow the truth of truth isn't part of their discussion. <laughs> yeah. No, and, you're, you're right. And uh, so what do we do here, Coach? Just, just was out at the campus yesterday. And you run into the postmodern kids. And here's what I've discovered, Perry. I wish I could bring you one day. It is palpable. Every single student that I talk to, the conversation, we're talking about nothing but Jesus. Seriously, for 30 minutes. And when I'm done, each and every time, almost without exception, the kid looks at me like, can you please stay and talk some more? I'm telling you, they're receptive if you treat them respectfully and you deal with them lovingly and warmly and engage them on the subject of truth. It takes some unwinding. Let's not hit them with, hey, if your truth is there is no truth, well, that's a true statement, so that's not true. Okay, we can do that and poke them in the eyes. But if we just spend some time talking to them and then circumventing their intellect to get to the conscience, to remind them that they are actually a sinner, then the gospel makes sense. I'm telling you, the university campus, Perry, it is where it is at. And if we take the time to try to help them unwind postmodernism and preach the gospel, they will hear us. I'm telling you, that's the place to be, Christians. Yeah, I, I, and you do that so well. Uh, your, your programs that highlight that is just amazing. So when you mention the word sin at a college level, how's it, how's it, what, what kind of reaction does it create? Well, okay, sinner, you're a sinner. Okay, if I do that. Um, <laughs> but if you just say God has laws and, and the crimes we commit against him are sins, and that means that there's a debt because the Bible says the wages of sin is death. So we owe a debt to God. By the way, that that Easter pageant that I just told you about with Lady Gaga and Rihanna and the smoke and the bells and the whistles and the bad theology, it was about Jesus paying a ransom to the devil to set us free. Wrong! Jesus paid the debt we owe to God to appease us, to atone for us. And when we talk lovingly and respectfully. They'll listen to big words. They'll accept words like sin because we're not just, you you rotten, lousy sinner, yeah? Uh They will listen to us. Church, I dare you, get to a university campus.
Yeah, good stuff. All right, let me take a quick break here. This is a good place, and we'll come back. Uh, Todd Friel's with us, host of Wretched TV. You see him all over the Dove Television Network. We are also honored to carry his other programs, Transformation, or Transform, excuse me, and then, of course, Road Trip the Truth. And you can go to wretched.org. Ooh, he's got some new books there. We'll talk about that when we come back. We'll be back to this week's interview in just a few seconds. In the meantime, we want to let you know that you can watch this interview, plus many more exclusive interviews that happen this week on the Dove's daily TV and radio show by visiting our website, thedove.us. And while you're there, sign up for our free daily devotional, The Word for You Today. Three months of daily readings that will connect you with God's Word. Now, back to the show. This uh, Todd Frio, host of Wretched TV, and uh, you can go to wretched.org is his website. He also uh, produces some great programs that we are honored to wear, run here on the Dove, uh, Road Trip to Truth and Transformed. And uh, I saw some books there on your website. What's going on? You got oh, we just writing some books so that people can give away literature. It's I'm telling you can get a case of gospel booklets, a couple hundred of them. Go to university campus all by yourself. Watch where the traffic flows, where the kids are coming in and out of the buildings and stand there and just go, hey, did you get one of these? Here, have you read this yet? Here, this is almost my last one. And you pass them out. You'll be passing out hundreds of them in an afternoon. I'm not kidding. But Perry, I, I, I don't think that I shared this with you last time. Maybe I did, but I, it's worth repeating. We're shooting a transform couples. Dr. Lou Priolo is the biblical counselor for couples, Christian couples who come in and they're willing to be a little bit transparent and say, we're struggling. This couple from Illinois, they've got four kids. They go to church and they admitted, get ready for this, Perry. They had not physically touched each other in over four years. No hand-holding, no hugging, nothing. Not scratch my back, nothing. And after about an hour and a half of counseling with tears, repenting to one another, she drops the papers that she had in her hand, gets out of her chair, gets up and hugs her husband for the first time in almost five years with tears, saying, I forgive you. I'm so sorry. I love you. Wow. It's when the Bible gets applied to people's marriages in a very poignant, direct way. I'm telling you, it is life changing. Can't wait to show that new series. Yeah, looking forward to it. I want to come back to uh, your work on the campus because I think you're spot on there. I, I really think that's a lot going on there and that's where you go. Uh, when you talk to college students that uh, have no background of faith or anything, how do they view eternity? Yeah, they. it's written on their heart. So you've got some allies. You've got eternity written in their heart. Furthermore, you've got an ally that God has baked into them a knowledge that he exists. They know God exists. That's Romans 1. And they don't have an idea of a deity. They don't know Jesus Christ if they've never heard his name, but they know that an all-powerful, just God actually exists. Furthermore, you have an ally in the conscience, the courtroom in their brain. That's what you should be going after, because you can spend all your time debating about this historical atrocity from the church, what have you. Get to the conscience. It is an ally that you can work with to help them understand, I'm not a good person. I need a savior. And with eternity baked into their DNA, Perry, I, I wish people could go with. I really do. Because 
when when I say, hey, thank you, goodbye, we tend to cut it. But they keep looking at me like, mm. are, are you? I, I really, okay, Perry, do you want to try to do something that could be a total train wreck? <laughs> yeah, hey, you're Todd Friel, yeah. I'm not. I, unlike <laughs> everything else we do. All right, Perry, I want you, I'm a university student, use yeah. your imagination, I'm, I'm a university student. Try to say goodbye to me. Wrap things up. Hey, uh, nice talking to you, um, and I hope I made some points, and I hope I can play golf with you in heaven. Gotta go, bye. Oh, you know, you know. Okay, give me a little air in there to jump in a little bit. Oh, do you do you, do you, do you play golf? <laughs> one it was really it, one it game was, a year. Was, one game. It was it was it was really interesting <laughs> talking about these things. Yeah. yeah. And, and you, well, hey, well, it was good chatting with you. Yeah, you know, because I don't normally get to talk about things. So I gotta go now. Yeah, you're probably really busy because you know these days everybody. Like, you can't shake them, and it breaks my heart because they are so desirous of an older person to take interest in them. Church, I'm telling you, yeah. if you're going bonkers, you got to go to the university campus, find a kid, and spend some time with them, and you will see what I'm talking about. If if there was a, maybe a, just a handful of questions here, Todd, that would get into, as you use the term, the courtroom of their life— what what is some of those door opening questions? Oh, okay. There's there's a lot of different ways to do it. So for instance, I can just start a casual conversation and be on the lookout. So I'll say to a student, "Hey, what are you studying?" And the and this this just happened yesterday. Criminal justice. Really? Wow, that is an outstanding field, because we we like justice. Where? Let me ask you a question. The concept of justice from whence does it emanate? Where does this whole idea come from? And now I'm having a conversation about justice and judgment and penal systems. Hmm, am I close to the gospel? Bingo, I'm right there. Or I've been noticing a trend. Crosses seem to be making a comeback. Kids wearing crosses. Hey, I'm curious, that piece of jewelry, what's that all about? Or how's about this week, the week preceding or the week after? Are you going to, do you celebrate Easter? Do you know what Easter, what, what do you think Easter is? Did you celebrate Easter? And by the way, you can ask that question any time of the year and you are right there. Or you can talk to kids about cultural issues like the loneliness, the depression, the suicide rates, and talk to them about it and say, why do you think your generation is going through? Have you ever considered taking your own life? How come? Do you think that there's purpose in life? Do you think there's value in a human being? And on and hey, I'm curious, did you ever go to church as a kid? Totally innocuous. The land, you never went to church as a kid. So you probably, if I asked you what is the gospel, would you have any idea what I'm talking about? Perry, just ask virtually anything and be mindful. I want to get them to the cross and you will get there. It just isn't that hard. So back to Romans 1. So you're obviously playing off that in a very contemporary way, which is which is great. But you... Um, I guess what I'm trying to figure out in my mind is um, we just did a segment with PragerU earlier today, and the question on the street was, does a woman need a man, and then does a man need a woman? And it was very confusing because they couldn't come to a consensus on this until the question was asked, well, what about your dad? Then the whole argument fell apart. I guess my point to this is this. College students are really trying to find 
purpose. They're really trying to find meaning. They're really trying to think that it's somehow in academia or in some kind of deep intellectual thought, um, void of God. And here comes Todd Friel asking the God question. Okay, Perry, sorry, but yesterday, I'm, I'm sitting on a bench with a kid, and yeah, we did have cameras. This kid, I, I, I never I never like to take my eyes off of somebody because I think it's disrespectful. I want to just be like locked in on you. And I am, you know, I'll occasionally see something in the periphery, but I, I couldn't help but notice somebody was standing there and I thought, oh, great. The police are here. That wasn't the case. Hmm. It was a kid when we were all done. It was a kid. And again, he had a he had a little necklace on. And I said, hey, what's the necklace about? It was St. Christopher. Cool. Tell me about that. Why don't you sit down and we'll talk about it 40 minutes later? Because he he overheard the conversation I was having, and he was actually interested in religion. And to your point, he said, I'm trying to figure this stuff out. Boom! If you're not there, somebody else is going to help him figure it out. And Perry, this makes me bonkers. I go to a particular campus every single week. You know who was there this week? No evangelicals, but the Jehovah's Witnesses are there. The Mormons are there. Where is the church? Mm. Good question. So... How do you define truth to them? As reality. Okay. And I, I, I try to reason with them. You know, to mock, it just isn't a helpful thing. They're the harvest field. So I try to create a, one of my favorite scenarios is, all right, I'm going to tell you what my religious belief is. All right. I believe that Elvis Presley isn't just the king of rock and roll, man. He's the king of the universe. And if I visit Graceland and sing Suspicious Minds three times in a row, followed by a chorus of Hound Dog, I'm going to spend eternity at Graceland in the Contiki room with Elvis Presley. Do you think I'm wrong? And you and you watch them go, you know, they, they intuitively know it's wrong, but yeah. they've been so trained. They've been steeped in postmodernism. So you try to play with it and go, come on, let me persuade. Let me just see if we can move you from being postmodern to at least being modern. And then we'll work on you being pre-modern. But you just try to use some scenarios. And here's the key, Perry. This is really the key. And God has so changed my heart on this. I used to go to the campus. It's like, come on, come on, baby. I'm going <laughs> to wrestle, dazzle you and knock you out and boom with presuppositionalism. Go there to love them. Go there to talk to them. Go there to share good news with them. And they sense it. And they want to hear what you have got to say. And inevitably, Harry, I can think of one time in the last five years when a kid got a little grumpy with me. One time in the last five years. Yeah. Those are good odds. And I'm going to take them. And I wish the church would do likewise. Um, i got about 40 seconds. So how, how do you conclude? What do you leave them with? Yeah, some people get a little agitated because sometimes it feels like they're on the precipice. Hey, you got to lead them in the sinner's prayer. We don't. If God is saving somebody, he's, he's going to save them when I'm gone. So my encouragement is you've heard the good news. You're a bad sinner. Jesus is an amazing Savior. He rose from the dead. Repent and put your trust in him. Will you please think about this urgently today before you put your head on your pillow? And they inevitably go, I certainly will. Okay. Wretched.org, that's uh, Todd's uh, website. Check it out. A lot of resources there, a bunch of new books there. And, uh, of course, you see his television program here and uh, Wretched TV, Road Trip to Truth. It comes out of his studios. Uh, Transformed is out of his studio and Transformed for uh, couples coming soon. We look forward to that. And maybe he'll be stumbling around on a college campus near you one day. Handing out popcorn. 
<laughs> and gospel and gospel booklets. And a gospel booklet. Good to see you, friend. Thanks for Love what you, you guys do. At the dump. All right, see you. Thank you for listening to this week's Focus Today podcast. Remember, you can visit our website to check out all the interviews we did this week on our daily Focus Today TV show at thedove.us. And if you like this podcast, please take a moment to rate us and share it with your friends.